This is an AMI podcast. Well, hello and welcome to Low Vision Moments. It's the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just trying to go about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. I'm Jenny. Hey, I'm your host. This here is episode number 23 and our very first episode that will also be available with video on YouTube. Honestly, not sure how I feel about the new requirement to have to like brush my hair and shit before podcasting, but I must say we've come a long way from literally recording from within a cardboard box. I'm in my home office still, (laughs) but no more cardboard box. So here we are, and I'd like to extend a warm, warm welcome to my lovely guest, our first video podcast guest. She is the creator of Albinism Up Close. That's a project that seeks to spread awareness and provide resources about albinism, visual impairment, and blindness. That sentence sounds familiar. She's also what I would call a prolific ray of sunshine type gamer. She's got a great presence online. She's a streamer and I'm just delighted to meet you, Danny. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it's so good to be here. I just, I can't get over use of the word prolific. I'm prolific is probably not what I would have imagined. I, I, I settled on it after <laughs> a lot it. of other ones. Oh, I will well, take it as a compliment. I take will. it, eat it up. What else? What else do you want the people to know about you? That's uh, you cover. You covered the big things. Honestly, my big thing right this second is I'm trying to become an accessibility advocate in the gaming space as well, so that we can get games that work for all of us and not just you know those of us who might have working eyes. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'm so happy that you agreed because this is kind of serendipitous serendipitous is the word not serendipitous i don't think that one's a word but it's it it, this all kind of fits together in a nice little puzzle because i wanted to do an episode about gaming for a very long time i want to talk about a couple different types of gaming but uh, i hope that you can turn me from like the noobest noob that ever noobed into someone who might enjoy video games again So I'm going to give you a little bit of my history with video games. We'll start there, okay? Awesome. They really exploded. They really exploded in popularity video games when I was growing up in the 90s. Um, I used to enjoy them a lot more back then. And then for various reasons, um, my interest really waned over the years. I don't really play much video games at all these days. But I'm going to tell you my very first low vision moment video game related Okay, it was this circus game, and the first level was really hard to beat. It took me like four or five days at least uh, over a really hot summer (laughs) to beat the first level. Um, Nothing special. It was just like this regular Nintendo game, and it actually came on this cartridge that had 31 games in one. It was a circus game. And for that entire time trying to beat that first level, I was sure that I was a horse running and jumping through these rings of fire. Okay. And, and even as a young child, I got to thinking, this seems kind of cruel, rings of fire. Okay. But it was a game and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the challenge until I got to level two, Danny. When I got to level two, I realized I was playing a different kind of horse. 
And this horse looked a lot more like a horse that I've seen in real life. It, it galloped and moved more like a horse. It was a different color than the horses in level one. So after I got game over in level two, which didn't take long, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know if I ever beat level two, if I'm being honest, I was very young, but I went back to level one to investigate, like, why are these horses <laughs> looking so different between level one and level two? Well, it turns out the horses in level one had lion's manes. <laughs> and so they were lions. It's so funny how that translates. <laughs> This was one of those by myself low vision moments, though. Oh, yeah. And so I don't think I've ever told anybody before if I'm being told. I think this is the first time I've ever told anybody. I just kind of kept it to myself. I wasn't about um, I wasn't about sharing. I'm just so honored. (laughs) But honestly, like the regular Nintendo games, I used to enjoy a lot of video games, even PC games like way back when commander keen and like video uh, pc games rather like quake and doom those like really straightforward first person shooters you're Mm -hmm. walking around with a weapon best bet is to just shoot anything or just otherwise destroy anything that's the best kind of game you You literally that's how you do the things and you're done like i don't want a precision game where i can shoot my friend Anyway, the amount of times I've shot my friends in games. That's what I'm getting at. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I enjoyed those kinds of games. They were straightforward. Uh, And like, you know, Mm side-scrolling games, Mario, right up until like I was saying Nintendo 64. And then things just got too realistic. See, I... The Nintendo 64 for me was actually one of my absolute favorites, including Super Mario 64. Yes. I think the idea that they could create this big world like that in in this little game, you know, it was just so just mind-blowing at the time. It was so cool. (laughs) It got me hooked. It was super cool. And it was like... It was like... It was still like really... I don't know, it was still Mario, but it was very more like open platform. You could run around and do mm-hmm. things and explore things like you never could. But it was still not the realistic busy that I experienced with like, even like from PlayStation up. I was kind of like, that's too much like real life. I'm guessing too much as to whether that's something I need to shoot <laughs> or collect. Like, what is that off in the distance? Do I shoot you? Are you on my team? Yes. So, right. <laughs> so I just threw up my hands and I was like, that's it. This hobby's not for me anymore. I think I need to do something else. That was the era that I, this is literally on my Twitch profile. That is the era of gaming that got me into gaming. Like all of the 3D platformers that came out with the Nintendo 64, like Super Mario World, you know, Super Mario 64, I should say, uh, Donkey Kong was out around that time. Oh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. I think around that time, I want to say we got like Banjo-Kazooie not long after that in like a 3D platformer kind of world. But aside from that, when you mentioned stuff like Doom and Quake, my mind when I think of the Nintendo 64 always goes to GoldenEye 007. Which was a first-person shooter, oh, yeah, and it was it was a, it was revolutionary. I am such a fangirl. It was that game. <laughs> I'm a fangirl. I had it. It's so good. That was one of the big games that like my brothers and I played together, and it was always like a battle. I'm always like, 
this is the blind side of it. So my brothers are, are I have two, and they're both normal. They have normal vision, I guess you'd say. Their eyes work mm-hmm. appropriately. Um, they work. Yeah, they work. Damn, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> but um, it would always be like, okay, we're going to play. Okay, I'm going to be like third or fourth player. I can't be first or second player because that's on the top of the screen. Okay, I can't. I can't. unless i literally stand in front of the tv like yes that always got me (laughs) you may yes making all the good points danny and you mentioned playing with your family Mm -hmm. and that was really something that we did like all of us i have i have two siblings and we all sort of played these games at different times together and then and my friends too and and there came a time when you know they were really into certain games and that's what they were doing that day and i'm just like okay i'm not playing this game so i'm just gonna go do something else and it was a little like disappointing right a little isolating but for you like it doesn't seem like you threw up your hands and said the hell with this like i did it seems like you've you've been playing consistently for years yeah i got I got very into it when we were doing, you know, like that era, Nintendo 64. I was super into it. Um, and then after that, I, I stayed into it for, for a little while. Like we got the PlayStation 2. So that era of things, I was very big into Kingdom Hearts. But I was also big into like first person shooters and like trying out different stealthy games and sometimes racing games. You know, like I, I tried a decent variety as long as it didn't involve too much reading. Anything that was like real-time strategy, any kind of strategy, kind of turn-based stuff, lots of RPG-heavy stuff with tons of dialogue to read. I didn't really get as much into that. Um, But there was a time where I took a really, I feel like several years off from gaming. I just didn't play very much. And the past two years have been sort of like me getting back into gaming hardcore. And I... It's been such a joy. <laughs> I, I definitely missed it when I didn't have it. So I, I'm relating so hard right now. Yeah, I like. I hope like if I was if I was there, I'd be hugging you. <laughs> like re- relate relate hugs all around. Because you mentioned the 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 text. Mm-hmm. I don't get it for forever. Pretty much after I think Super Nintendo, maybe sixty four. It was like, you have all this screen to use. Why are you using that tiny little space? Like, why are you making the text so small, guys? Why why you got this whole screen? And the maps? Come on. Mm -hmm. Go home with your maps. Oh, the mini maps? Make them bigger. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I I got, you know, I got dis... Like, you know, I got dis... dis, I don't know, turned off, disillusioned. And I just turned, you know, I just, like, turned away from it kind of altogether, like up until present day and um i'm curious for you like you're you play online you're a streamer what's what's the online gaming like for you as someone who's visually impaired it is such a mixed bag (laughs) such a mixed bag yeah tell me about the mixed bag i will say there's a there's a couple like uh, there's a couple of intersectionalities to use it to use the fancy word for it really when it comes to being uh someone who identifies as a woman in gaming as well as someone who has any kind of disability especially a visual impairment because you if you ask most most people who identifies women in gaming if you ask them what it's like to play online games you're gonna get similar answers (laughs) it's sometimes scary (laughs) 
Sometimes a little salty. I've heard. But uh, when you find the right group, the salty. salty. Yes. Oh, oh, salty. I get salty a lot. Um, I like salt, like like salt in the wound. Like... <laughs> so you know, you know when you've tried chewing something for like six times in a row, and that seventh time it just doesn't work out, and you you are about to the point where you just want to th- literally throw everything against the wall. That's oh. salty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's my I'm version learning. of salty anyway. <laughs> but um it's 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 a mixed bag. Like I said, it can be it can be not fun with the wrong people, but when you find a crew of people who um I guess understand you a little bit and who you vibe with and who aren't going to uh poke at your shortcomings in a way that's mean and hateful, then it can be really fun. It can be so much fun. Like the the amount of things I get from gaming is it, the list is long. It's long. <laughs> it really. Is. I feel like we're talking about any time in life when you find a community, right? Like with with gaming, it sounds like you did. You went through a lot of trial and error, just like a lot of us have done in real life, trying different hobbies, trying different things on for size to figure out what works, right? And then. It sounds like you've kind of find it, found a nice community and you found sort of your, your niche in that world, I hope. I hope it's not often scary and gross and salty. Um, but I, I mean, I wonder, you know, we talked about shooting your friend or, you know, frigging up the mission. You know, how do, how, have you ever had like a, an online flub that like pissed someone off or, 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 or even something that's just really ridiculously funny? <laughs> yeah, I I've had a lot of those. I've had a lot of those. So I'll I'll say that I've had a lot and I've got a story at the end that kind of like, it'll make sense. So I, I, with the group of friends, I have a small sort of like, we call ourselves the squad. There's like four of us because so many, so many online games are capped at like four people per team. And so there's a group of four of us and we play almost every Friday night. And for the longest time we play Halo Infinite. So for those who don't know, Halo Infinite is one of the newer installments in the Halo series, but um, it has a fair amount of accessibility. Like the highlighting of enemies is really good. It has text to speech and it's... Okay, stop. Sorry. (laughs) Highlighting of enemies. Yeah, so... This is what we need. Your enemies are literally a bright color and you can change the color yourself. It's so good. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So your team is a color and your enemy is a color. And it's it's all this whole thing, like for people who are Halo OGs, it was red versus blue. So the original colors were red and blue. But now we got such a huge, nice, bright variety of colors to choose from. It's so lovely. I enjoy it. That's amazing. And you said there's text-to-speech? Yeah, there's text-to-speech, which will read out the menus and things like that. But it will also read things in-game, which is really handy. So when you run by something that you want to pick up, instead of just trying to desperately read the tiny text on the screen as it goes by pretty quickly, it will actually read to you, which is that's that's the main thing that I use it for. That one purpose right there is one of the big things I struggle with in games is reading pickups and things like that. So it's great, but um, that game. Those are incredible. It's it it's it's really it's really great. I'm really I'm really happy with what they did, honestly, to make that game accessible. 
But uh, that game is, it's a first person shooter, right? It's the kind of game where you have a squad and you're going against another squad and you shoot the other people. So normally there's no, there's no friendly fire or anything like that, but there are certain types of matches and things like that that you go into and it's, it's for like rank, which isn't a big thing of mine. I'm not really the kind of gamer who's about leaderboards and being at the top of things and, you know, being the best. It's not Mm -hmm. really been like that for me. It's just it's about having a good time and we do but on occasion <laughs> on occasion we have jumped into ranked matches and there have been times where we have um you know had some friendly fire incidents <laughs> it's been so, so it happens time. it does happen um it's also a big thing in halo with vehicles and they're a little wonky when you drive a vehicle it takes a minute to get used to i have definitely played on teams with strangers. anytime blind people drive I vehicles know. i know wonky. you know what's really funny is i'm usually the designated driver in halo i i usually am i think it's because i just enjoy it but there have been times where i've been coming around a map and somebody spawns in and i don't see him quickly enough and i just ran them over and now look you've spawned and now you're dead again i'm really sorry Oops. i I have ran my friends off of cliffs in in a vehicle with me. Um, <laughs> I want people to tune into the podcast here. No context. Sorry, go on. Go on. Right there. That's the spot. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> video games are a trip. You can do stuff like that. But here's the fun thing, though, to round that back. Like I play the squad that I play. And like I said, it's just four of us. Um, one of my other friends in that group is also visually impaired. She has a different condition than I do, but we play together and the other two have decently working eyes. And there was this incident that we still laugh about to this day. It's uh, it was like a capture the flag game. And we were running through and one of one of our other friends has the flag. Two of the other team are waiting for us, trying to, you know, watch for enemies or whatever. And I'm running behind the flag bear and I'm like, I got your back. I got your back. I'm coming. And we're running down the map and we come around into this room and suddenly I'm dead. My friends had murdered me. <laughs> they had just murdered me oh. mercilessly. Oh, no. <laughs> but the oh, funny thing about it is that they were the friends with working eyes. It's <laughs> yes, yes. It just See, it happens to everybody. Is the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, everyone falls in potholes. But yeah. Whether it's because you're blind or not paying attention, yeah. you know, <laughs> shit happens. That's great. It's so good. And I love, I love it when it happens to them. Yes. Or like, yeah. I mean, Same. that it's just kind of like, how does that feel? No, I'm just kidding. Um. But it's, you know, it's good that you can laugh about it. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm learning. We haven't even been chatting that long and I'm already learning like, Jenny, you need to pay attention to the type of (laughs) shit you say when you say that when you explain the reasons why you don't play video games and, and it's, and it's because I, I gave up, right. It's really just because I didn't keep trying different solutions, which is really you know, if if you care enough about something, I think you'll pursue it. But, um, you know, you're 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 convincing me that I might need to give some things a try. Um, but I will say, you know, I will say I do play a lot of other kinds of games. I I never really stopped playing games, although I qu- sort of put video games to the side for a while. 
I play a lot of board games and we always mm-hmm. played board games growing up. I've got like a shelf overflowing with board games. It really got us through the pandemic. And I, you know, I love that you mentioned I, I, when when you were telling the story, I was like, "Ooh, who did she tick off by like, <laughs> you know, killing, <laughs> you know, did she mess up a mission? What was it? But it wasn't that at all. And I was pleasantly surprised. But I did, I have a former relative uh, who I will not name. They are a former well, relative and they would get so annoyed. It would just rub them so the wrong way when we would be playing a board game with the family and I would take like a little bit of extra time to count the spaces. Like if we're playing Monopoly, mm-hmm. I have to like count each space. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, etc. Whereas a lot of people, they just skip to the space, you know, they don't tap the board each time. They don't need to pay that extra focus to make sure they don't accidentally cheat or whatever. So th- it would get this family member just like so <laughs> I could see their blood boiling and and they would say shit like, like, oh, just let me move for you oh. or oh, just let me read the card for you because I no. usually back then. Yeah, yeah, that's not okay. There's always one. There's always one. But but it was, and at first it really pissed me off. I was like, you know, I took the time to try to explain to them, you know, I'm just, it just takes me an extra second. I just need to get my magnifier focused or what have mm-hmm. you. Um, but it, even after that, it, it grew from annoying into hilarious <laughs> because every time I, like it, not intentionally, I wouldn't take time atten- intentionally it would just it became really funny to me that this person who holds themselves in this regard they they think they're a very intelligent human being they couldn't understand that it's just my eyes that don't work like my brain is mostly okay mostly my intellect that. is not affected <laughs> yeah right why is that the go to though like why is that always the thing people think like oh you're you're taking your time you you, you need some other help like you must I'm, be dumb i'm <laughs> Like, no, it's just my eyes that don't work. Hello. (laughs) And I would just relish in it. I I just thought it was so funny. (laughs) And like, you know, but no, I play games with my husband or friends all the time. And, and, you know, I do little things like if we're playing risk and I'm like, okay, I want to attack that country. You know, the one that's like shaped like a kidney over there. Cause I can't really quite read it. But after a time (laughs) you memorize the map and you're like, okay, that's, you know, that's Mongolia or whatever, right? So, I don't know. Do you do a lot of board games? Um, I don't, and I like board games. I never, like, I never had the family atmosphere that we we sat around and played board games. So I don't own a lot of them. I've played probably the basics, and they're really fun. But I'd say the closest thing I really get to board games now is just tabletop RPG games. <laughs> it's the closest. Okay. I've recently kind of gotten into those too, like zombie survival yeah. and we have this plague the board game and we have this crazy diehard tabletop type game. And this has just been in the last, I don't know, five, six years or so. My husband and I have started getting into them and obviously the friends that we rope into playing <laughs> with us. Um, but you better bet that I'm knocking things over. <laughs> Always. <laughs> The, the little the little figures i don't need minis Mm-mm. i don't need these things they do nothing for me but you know you've got to like count how many zombies you killed or whatever right so 
I'm constantly knocking that shit over. But they're good. They're good sports. You know, they all know I can't see. But if I was to go into a group, if I was to, and and I have once or twice, I, you know, I I might feel a little less comfortable. Mm-hmm. Do you play with mostly people who are visually impaired? Um, I play with a fair variety, I'd say. And it it always is a little weird. Like, it's definitely nicer when you come into the situation and, like, they know you're visually impaired. Like, I feel like it's fine if they assume I'm more blind than I am and, like, ask me something. And I'm like, no, 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 actually, I can do this, this, and this. Like, it's fine. I would almost rather them do that than assume that I can see them all the way across the map and be like, I'm over here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it does. I mean, it does help. It does. I, I have played with people who don't know, though, and their reactions sometimes good, sometimes questionable. So when it comes to video games, um, I remember one time I was playing it was a game called Back for Blood. It's actually a zombie game as well. Um and I played with this random crew I'd never met before and just had a good time. And then some at some point throughout the mission, like I got the courage up, I said something about I don't even remember what triggered it. But I was like, oh, I actually am visually impaired, I'm legally blind. I can't like my eyes don't really work, you know, and they were like, really? Like they had no idea. And it was it was really cool. It was kind of satisfying to be like, yeah, I'm so good. You didn't even notice <laughs> incognito right yeah no that's that's just my pride honestly though it's i don't know if it's pride or like you just wanna you just wanna slide in there like anyone else you know what i mean like you just you don't want to make a big deal of it all you know you don't want to have to talk about it all the time it's exhausting but there's there's always that Mm -hmm. debate within myself should I just get it out all, you know, get it all out on the table? Should I just tell every person I meet at every given chance, hey, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm visually impaired and here's why you need to know. Um, but it's nice sometimes when you can just kind of slide in there and no one really is the wiser, right? It's kind of satisfying. It but I think Ugh. with games like, so last year i learned how to play dungeons and dragons i'm in my 30s and i just learned how to play last year for a little documentary called dark vision all one word if you ever want to youtube it anybody um and and this this documentary was really all about how inherently accessible dungeons and dragons specifically can be but i think that is speaking to most role-playing games i mean it was such a fun experience Mm -hmm. i didn't know how i was going to like it but i was down to participate and try to learn and i had so much bloody fun um you know my character was just a big (laughs) exaggeration of myself she was this beer loving food seeking fighter elf and and all she wanted was to eat and drink and fight and it was and like just get shit done she was she was always the one like okay let's stop dilly-dallying we're not looking for romance let's move on um i had a lot of fun right (laughs) and you can do shit you can't do in real life it was such a nice escape during covid i was like i'm a i'm a backflip out this window Mm -hmm. real quick just because i can um, but it was so inherently mm-hmm. accessible. And I found that, you know, I in that case, I played with other players who were visually impaired. And we used different adaptations. Like we use the app. Um, there's a Dungeons and Dragons app that you can use that was accessible with voiceover. Anything that you can use for like accessible note taking mm-hmm. we used. 
Um, and they used they used digital dice, which I didn't even know existed. And I was oh, yeah. kind of like, what? They're like anyone can do this. So do you D and D? Do you what do you role play? Um, I I have so much to say on this topic. <laughs> um, I do. I play in a couple regular tabletop games. I'm in this this there's this entire Discord server. There's probably more, but there's this entire Discord server I'm in. Uh, Discord is a communication app kind of forum-esque you know with text and video and all kinds of different integrations and stuff it's pretty cool but there's this this particular server called knights of the braille and i found this actually last year and this was when i really got into tabletop gaming it is a server full of blind and visually impaired gamers and other gamers with, with various other disabilities as well and i learned so much from these guys playing you don't need anything but your mind to play a game like Dungeons and Dragons or any other tabletop. And there are so many out there in any genre that you can you can literally be absolutely anything. There's a game where you can play entirely as cats. It's so good though. You're demon fighting cats though. <laughs> I don't know. That really strikes me as hilarious. Okay. Like I have got <laughs> I've got to remember mm -hmm. this because I've been trying to get my husband into Dungeons and Dragons and I'm sure that he would like it. I enjoy playing in person. So I want to get him to come with me to with with a couple of the people that I played with before. And our DM, our dungeon master was amazing. But he's like, he won't do it. I think he's scared he's going to get hooked. But if there's <laughs> cats involved. There are cat races in D&D as well. I am no expert, but they exist. So... I'm sorry. I keep getting I keep getting sidetracked <laughs> by these little tidbits that you're, you're <laughs> that you're giving it's me fine. here. Um, but that is that is really the cool thing about tabletop gaming is is that truly even someone with zero vision whatsoever playing with a screen reader, you can do exactly what you're talking about because some games, not all games, are accessible because you know if you know anything about online accessibility and document accessibility. It's not as easy as create a PDF and send it to your players to use. I'm just putting that out there for anybody who thinks it is. Um, it's not. But, um, but it's easy to check. It's easy to make it accessible. It is. And, 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 and to, to, like just to easy. check the accessibility. Anywho. Yeah, it is. And like you said, dice rollers, Discord itself, you can get these bots in Discord where you type something in chat and it will literally roll your dice for you. You can ask your smart assistant to roll a dice for you as well, which is so handy. I love that. I love that. See, I love that there are, see, there are options now. I'm so glad you came to talk to me because <laughs> it's really Danny, damn you. Honestly, I'm happy and I'm a little upset because I don't need any more hobbies. I don't have enough time for this, <laughs> but either. I really want to get, I really want to get back in, in, in particular D and D and I want to show you, I have a prop here with me. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, but when I went and learned to play D&D &D for the documentary, the director got me this, this gigantic, I don't think I, it doesn't do it justice. It's this gigantic 20 sided die. And it, it looks I don't like have, the size of a pool ball. Like it's real big. It's real big. It's it's heavy too. And <laughs> and I like you know the other people I played with. They used the digital. Well, one used the digital dice, and then one used regular uh, dice. She had like a crap load. She was like a seasoned uh, D and D <laughs> person, um, and she would just 
every time she would roll, she would just use a handheld magnifier. You know, whatever works for you. But this puppy, yeah. my hands are not that big, but it <laughs> it takes up my whole palm. And my favorite thing, of course, it's high contrast. It's blue. It's got um, white letters and they're large print. They're large print enough for me. But the best thing about this is how dramatic it is when you roll it, Danny. The digital dice don't sound. I'm going to roll it real quick and then we're going to wrap this Do up. It. But I got I got to see Do what it. this sounds like. OK. And I just dropped it. <laughs> it's so dramatic. <laughs> one, one more for good measure. Listen to this thing. Like, <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> if you, I'm not big on the minis. We had some around when we were learning like like um little towns and people and whatnot. It was cool to have my little character, mm -hmm. but I was like, I'm going to take something out with, the, with this big die. You could. Um, I will tell you, I, I bought my first official set of dice recently and I bought a metal set. Ooh. I actually have them here as well. They're not as easy to see as it's yours, shiny. but like it is so shiny and it's heavy. And when you pick it up, it's cold. Ooh. Like, the amount of sensory like joy I get from these, and like when you shake them together, oh, oh, <laughs> it just dropped it. But it makes a really I nice. Love that it's sound. Kind of, it's I love so it. nice. I, it's you know even if you don't use them, just get just get you a bag of dice just and to, just 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 to roll them around shake, in your hands. Just shake them around. <laughs> That's it. That's all we need. Um, <laughs> it's so satisfying. So many levels of satisfaction when it comes to gaming. I love it. Um, I, I'm having so much fun. Um, I could do this for a lot longer, but um, you're actually, you've stepped away from a, an event to graciously uh, come, and, come and record with me today. So I want to thank you for that. And before we wrap it up, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? I just want to say that if you're afraid to get into gaming because you're not sure if it'll work for you, that there is most likely something out there that will work for you and that there are some really, really, really great organizations who are trying to help connect people with resources that will actually let you jump into gaming as an outlet because so much of us need that escape. We need that escape and we need that like that social experience that is gaming where you can make friends and you can be somebody else for a little while, but also learn to be a little bit more yourself, which is, it feels like a rare gift sometimes, especially, you know, lately, it's, you know, it's been a struggle for a lot of us for a lot of different reasons. And just, just try something, just look around, ask questions, don't be afraid to try. It. I think trying it and, and trying different things is such a, such a key thing and the social aspect oh, such good advice danny i can't thank you enough honestly and if people want to connect with you online if they want to learn how to get involved with gaming or otherwise connect with you how can they do that uh on all social medias i am danny marie auc if you want a little bit of an easier way to look that up you can just go to albinismupclose.com and all of my all of my stuff is linked on that website you can find everything i'm doing through that website i think and uh see a, a little bit about what i write about there's some gaming stuff coming up in the future so keep an eye out for that but uh that's that's pretty much 
that's pretty pretty simple it's pretty simple (laughs) awesome oh my god i need to find time to play some more games and socialize and have fun and escape you've really you've really um Help me turn over a new leaf, I think, today. So thank you so, so much again, Danny. Thank you. I'm so excited to have been your very first video podcast. Thank you for listening and watching. And if you've got any feedback or suggestions for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. No salty people, please. Send an email to podcasts at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at 1-866-509-4545. Once more, that phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Make sure to mention Low Vision Moments in the message, please and thanks. Come and follow me on Instagram. I'm there under uberblonde4. That's U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. Mark Aflalo is our technical producer with the patience of a saint. Thanks so much to manager at AMI-audio, Andy Frank. He's a level 14 rogue, in case you didn't know. Until next time, who wants to challenge me to a Tetris duel? Come on, I can take it. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.